You are listening to the Refined Hippie Podcast, a podcast all about holistic lifestyle, nutrition, and plant-based veganism for a mind-body-spirit approach to living healthfully and happily for ourselves and our planet. Welcome to another episode, my lovely earthling friends. I am your host, Rebecca Henson. This is my podcast, and this is episode number 56. Before we jump into today's episode, I just want to mention, if you have not already done so, please be sure to subscribe to the podcast. This helps with SEO and obviously helps you be notified when a new episode has been uploaded. You can also like or comment and share the podcast. This also helps obviously with SEO. And also, if you haven't signed up for my newsletter yet, go to therefinedhippie.com. There on the front page, you can sign up for my newsletter. I send out secret recipes, tips, recommendations on holistic health uh, pretty much monthly. Um, Trying to get better at that. (laughs) Newsletters. Uh, And then, of course, you can follow me on Instagram at therefinedhippie. So today's episode, we are just going to jump right in. And it is a pretty amazing episode with an amazing human who has had quite the life. Lauren Levine owns a studio, Lauren Levine Movement, in Charleston, South Carolina, where she teaches diaphragmatic breathwork. Now, this isn't your basic breathing class. This type of work can actually shape and change the structure of your torso and your lungs. But how she got to where she is today is a fascinating story. She's an accomplished professional ballet dancer, having graduated from the Virginia School of the Arts and then on to Broadway Dance Center on full scholarship and was even a Radio City Rocket. She's performed in television and all over the country in stage shows and pulls together her love for movement, ballet, Pilates, yoga into a completely unique and transformational style of exercise and breathwork. We chat about her life, of course, her life as a ballet dancer, then later as a sommelier. And then we, of course, naturally move into how she got into her current line of work. We discuss breathwork, how our breath system impacts our entire bodies and can get us back to that restoration place and tapping into this life force can help neck pain, pelvic floor issues, prolapse, low belly pooch, hip pain, panic attacks, and more. We really are all breathing wrong, but I think this episode will help inspire you to have just a general better awareness of your breathing patterns and hopefully inspire you to maybe learn something from Lauren or take some of her classes. So without further ado, here is my interview with the amazing Lauren Levine. Hello, Lauren. Hey, Rebecca. How are you? Is it good to see you? I'm good. Oh, it's so good to see you too. I'm I'm, so excited to be here. I know. Well, thanks so much for for coming on. I mean, I learned about you through Holly from Wildcraft, and I don't know why I had gone in, and I don't know why we got onto breath work. I have no idea. Maybe she was so excited. I think maybe because she had been so excited because she had found you and it had been so life changing <laughs> that yeah. she was like, I have to tell you about this. Oh, that was it because she had taken some of your classes 
and had thought about me and had thought about you that you would be a good guest for my podcast. And I was like, Oh, thanks. I know that was really sweet. Oh, yeah. I was so excited. And then when I looked up your, um, everything about you, I was like, how fun is this? That's so, so up my alley. Of- I know. I know. I mean, you're, you, what? what you're doing is at my alley. So <laughs> <laughs> it's like everything aligned. <laughs> and the stars align. <laughs> yeah, for sure. I mean, so before we like get into like what you do, I, fi- I find like your background, I was reading, I mean, I knew a little bit about your background because you had said that you were a professional ballet dancer, but I was on your website looking at that, like you are super accomplished. Like you have traveled all over and like lived in different cities and performed in different cities. Like give us your background because it's super fascinating. <laughs> Thank you. It's so funny. It's, it's, this is one, one thing I never, I never tell anyone. Um, and I had this one friend who, whenever we go anywhere, she'll say out of the blue, like this, we won't be talking about, we'll be talking about like cake or something. And she'll say, do you know she was a rocket? And she'll like point to me. I'm like, where did that come from? It's so <laughs> cool. Everybody knows the rockets. Hello, what is it? Oh, it, it? I have to tell you, it's so funny. I um, I knew when I was born that I was gonna dance. Like there was nothing else I wanted to do. My whole world was that. Mm-hmm. Um, I wasn't like you know, um into like the parties and stuff, not until senior year of high school. Um, <laughs> and they're like, okay, I've, I've put in my time. I can go to the parties. <laughs> right. I can, I can, um, at that point I was at a, at a ballet boarding school. So I was like, at that point I can sneak out and go to the parties. So right now, like if at any point, any of our teachers listen to this, they'll be like, what? <laughs> you were doing what? I can't doing believe what? this. Sneaking out. Yeah. Um, we had great dorm parents or a great dorm mother. Aww. But um, so yeah, I, I knew, I knew I was dancing. That was it for me. And I grew up, I was born in San Francisco, but grew up in North Carolina mm-hmm. in a tiny little town called Elkin. It's 20 minutes from Mount Airy, which is Mayberry. If anybody knows Andy Griffith. Yeah. Oh yeah, um, yeah. That's where that's placed from. Oh so my gosh, cool. Town is like, 5,000 people. Like it's, it's little. Um, and we had, you know, we did have, uh, a couple dance studios, but, um, my world changed when this one woman moved to town, her and her husband, she was a Dallas cowboy cheerleader. Mm -hmm. Oh my God. And so the whole town knew, you know, of course, I mean, she was famous, like (laughs) famous. Yeah. (laughs) And her, her parents were there and I, I'm pretty sure she, she might've been raised there. I'm not sure, but I, I think she probably was, but anyway, she moved then back to town if that was the case, but mm-hmm. I was in love with her and Aww. she was just a few blocks from my house. We lived really close to downtown and I went there and I was super shy. I wouldn't speak as a child. Um, <laughs> no one can believe that now, <laughs> but, um, but I went, I went, there and I, I just she was the coolest she would bedazzle everything her <laughs> hair was like teased up to here it tells you kind of my age right um <laughs> she would do puffy paint on everything and we would make our own costumes and we would perform in the like street fairs and like in the street yeah. and she just brought so much life and passion and spark um mm. to in my opinion to to Elkin um yeah. and to me and wow. she made me feel like um, you know, there's nowhere you can't go. There's nothing you can't do. 
Wow. You just go and do it. You just go try it. Um, and I believed that. N- never did I think, how am I ever going to get to New York City? Or how am I ever? I never thought mm. that. I just kind of was fully in and, and invested in the moment. Mm-hmm. So I was with her for a while. And at 13, we moved. And I was excited. You know, I had, had never really lived anywhere else. So we moved. Mm. And then... There was a dance studio. We moved to Danville, Virginia. There's a dance studio um, there who that was owned by a Rockette, a former Rockette. Oh my gosh. Yeah. And she was at the time, maybe she was in like her, maybe she was in her seventies at the time or something. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Like and one of the OG Rockettes then. Like, yes. Yeah. 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 Yes, <laughs> absolutely. Like probably in the pictures, I, I never did see, but probably like in a picture from way back somewhere on the wall, um, in, in radio city, but she was strict and tough and, um, very, you know, I mean, if you're going to get to that level, like you have to be right. You have to be, you have to be. And just the precision I, I was like, I just, I was fascinated by her. Um, and everyone else was petrified of her and she would walk in the room and the other students would be like, Oh, oh no. Oh gosh. And I was just like, yes, she's here. Like she's going to make us great, you know? And, uh, so she was wonderful and that she, uh, really took me in to train me. Like she really believed in me and, um, Mm -hmm. She would, she brought in a man named Frank Hatchett to come in and teach. And he was from Danville, Virginia, and he was one of the founding fathers of jazz dance. What? Wow. Yes. 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 I mean, how, what are the odds that you moved? I mean, your parents didn't move there knowing any of this, right? Yeah. Wow. No, no. And to, to kind of give everybody an idea, he, um, he, he came in, he lived in New York city. And, um, he just came in to do like a special, like master class for her, um, for Martha, Martha folks was her name. And so he actually was one of the owners of Broadway dance center in New York city. Mm. And I, um, ended up, you know, meeting him and I got this scholarship to go dance with him. But at the time I was so young, Mm. you know, my, my parents were not going to let me go to New York city at, at that age. <laughs> That'd be great. <laughs> That's crazy. But, um, but I did start auditioning for summer programs, um, for dance. And the one that changed my world even more, again, another pivot in my world, another addition, a layer was, uh, I auditioned for a place called Virginia School of the Arts. And, um, I, I auditioned for their summer program and I got a letter in the mail and they said, congratulations, you've been accepted to the school year. And I was devastated because I was like, I was, did I not get into the summer? Did uh, did I not to get to go to the summer program? (laughs) And my mom was like, honey, like, I'm sure you can go to the summer program. You were accepted to actually be a full thing. Yeah. Yeah. And they probably had, there were like maybe around 30 people accepted. Whoa. for the school year. Like wow. maybe it was 40 at most. Yeah. But, um, and so I called up and I was like, I was just so concerned about the summer program. <laughs> I just want to go to summer school. Okay? <laughs> <I> just, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm like, did I, did I, can I, am I able to come to the summer program? I'm so confused. And they're like, Oh no. Yeah. Come to the summer program, but you're also accepted to the school year. Wow. 
So that was exciting. So I left home at 16. Um, I had just turned 16 and I went to the summer program and it was intense. Um, And I loved it. And then I went to the school year and I hated the first half. Oh no. (laughs) Why? Like what was, what was, it was just, what was, yeah. Oh, it was so, um, it was different. Yeah. It was very different. It was very intense. It was very strict. And there was, um, I mean, you know, if you put your hands on your hips, you were kicked out. It was like, you couldn't be, you had to stand in both feet of the room. Kicked out of the room. <laughs> I was like, oh. no attitude. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God, I would have been kicked out the first day. Like, you're done. Go home. <laughs> but still, okay. It's still intense, though. <laughs> still intense. Still intense. And oh, it was just yeah. very, you know, the the new girls coming in didn't really know anyone. Mm-hmm. Um, and we were kind of just finding our way. And um, the girls who'd been there had, had been there. They knew the run of the place. They knew the schedule. They were used to dancing. I mean, we would go to school from, gosh, uh, we started at eight in the morning until noon and we would take regular classes. Like, you know, if we were in mm-hmm. AP, we would take our AP courses. Um, and then we would go and we would have a 45 minute lunch and we would start dancing and we would dance until dinner time and we'd have a 45 minute break for dinner 6 p.m 6 to 6 45 and then we would start rehearsals if you had rehearsals if you didn't you got to go home and do homework but there were lots of rehearsals you know because we performed yeah yeah um so just it was such a different world it was it was just very you know so after that first half you know I would um luckily my my family lived nearby lived like it was like an hour and a half away So I was like one of the lucky ones where Mm -hmm. my, my mom would drive up and she would pick me up Saturday late afternoon after rehearsals, bring me home for a night, drive me back the next day and then come halfway through the year, something happened. It just switched. And I was like, I I had just evolved so much as a person, Mm -hmm. um, in this independence, um, Mm -hmm. it, really grew me to where I knew I could continue and push forward even more. And so Mm -hmm. I was there for the rest of my, um, you know, high school time and graduated from there. And it was one of the most amazing, amazing experiences in my life. And it was phenomenal. And then at 18, so at 18, I, I finally got to leave and move to New York city. Wow. And I immediately found Frank Hatchett. And he immediately put me on scholarship at Broadway Dance Center. I didn't have to pay anything. Like Gregory Hines would come in, Brooke Shields would come in and take. It was Savion Glover, who's like, you know, the uh, rhythm tapper. And yeah. it was wild. Um, I don't know if you remember, but the girl, Curly Sue, she was yeah. my friend there. Like you saw oh all these people that you were just like, where am I? And is this real? Wow. Yeah, it was phenomenal. And I just kind of kept funny. auditioning and... Um, finding my way. And I kept finding uh, the legendary founding fathers of jazz dance. I was um, lucky in that one of them came to watch a class and pulled me out of class and was like, come train at my studio for free. You don't have to pay anything. His name is Luigi or was Luigi, his nickname. Um, And so I, you know, was able to train with him. And then I moved to Chicago and danced with another Gus Giordano um, with their company. And um, I just got to learn from the greats and it was, out of this world. And then I 
went on a cruise ship, I decided I wanted to see the world and that was the way to do it, you know, yeah, and a good way. <laughs> this is a good way to do it. So I had gotten a job on a cruise ship and I went there, I was there for two weeks and I was wearing these big platform shoes, walking down the street to rehearsal and I fell over a cracked pavement and I broke my ankle. Stop it. Yeah. Oh, and that's yeah. that? No. So then. Okay. I was about to say, I mean, this story, <laughs> my heart might be broken. <laughs> I, you know, strangely, one of my dad's friends who was, I knew him from Elkin from our tiny little town. He was a, um, a surgeon there. He lived in Miami. And so I got to go to him oh, and he like, he was like devastated for me. He sat me down and he said, I'm so sorry. Like you're going to have to, this is not going to be healed for another six weeks at earliest two months. You're not going to be able to perform in this contract. And I'm so sorry, like to have to tell you this, like he was I mean, he was like a, a dad sitting down next yeah. to me. Like he like took my hand. He like oh. his head tilted. He was like, oh. <laughs> so upset, you know? No. <laughs> he, was, <laughs> he was so sad. And I just said, okay. I said, well, then can you write me a note? Because I had at that point been on the cruise ship and was freaking out about yeah. being enclosed, you yeah. know, yeah. <laughs> in yeah. the tiny, in the yeah. work cabin the walls are like closing in on you like ah. <laughs> yeah and I yeah. and I felt all of a sudden I was like I don't I'm not meant to be here right now mm-hmm. um and I was like I'm there's some reason I'm not meant to be here so mm-hmm. he wrote me a note we had to you know get an attorney to get me out of the contract oh gosh yeah and then um they were like nope you can just live on the ship until it's time to dance again and, and that's you know we were like no so, I don't want to. <laughs> I don't want to. So I went back home and I stayed with my parents in Danville, Virginia. And I remember I was in the basement with my cast on, my crutches by my side. And my mom, you know, the phone rang and my mom starts calling me. And before I had gone to Miami, I had gone on a million auditions. Like I loved to go to auditions. I would just go and just wow. go and go. And, go. Um, and I had auditioned in Chicago. And, um, she was like, Lauren, you know, come upstairs, telephone. And she's like, it's Radio City. That was one of the auditions I had done. Oh my gosh. And it was my first audition. I had auditioned once and I oh. didn't expect a phone call. And I can't tell you, I hopped up those stairs. They're like these steep old <laughs> home stairs. Yeah. <laughs> I hopped up those stairs. I was totally out of breath. I was freaking out. They probably thought I was a complete spaz on the phone. No, I'm probably, I'm pretty <laughs> sure I probably get that every time. So <laughs> they, probably they didn't do. bat an eye. They were like, if she doesn't act like this, then we don't want her. <laughs> like, right. Completely. Completely. You're probably so right. Yeah. I was like crying and like oh. yelling, like, yeah. Yes. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. How old were you at this time? Oh gosh. I was 20 or 21. Wow. That's right. I I envisioned 20 for some reason. I don't know why. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. You were feeling it. Yeah. I was just kidding. (laughs) (laughs) I can see um, your 20 year old self right now. (laughs) I know. Right. Like, holy cow. Um, So yeah. So I was like, yes. And then I'm like, it hit me. I was in a cast. And I'm like, when does it start? Like, when would I need to be there? 
And they said, in six weeks. And I said, wonderful. <laughs> I <know. Okay. laughs> I'm like, this is happening. <laughs> this is meant to be. <laughs> this is meant to be. So yeah. yeah. So I, lucky I was healed. I was good to go. Wow. And it was my first contract with them. So I did the tour and I was in Los Angeles at Universal Amphitheater. Um, which brought more experiences. Like I was on the Jay Leno show. I got to do the Jimmy Buffett Millennium concert. I danced in that and just all kinds of crazy, like the Andy Dick show and your big break and these just fun, awesome shows. Um, And then I ended up taking a break, um, got married, got divorced, (laughs) you know, did did that. Um, (laughs) Tried a few things, tried marriage. (laughs) Tried some things out. I did much better the second time. Yeah, that sometimes is the way it is. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. And then I ended up back in Chicago dancing again and dancing for this time. My friends who were in companies with me had opened up their own companies. So I went back and danced again and it was just, it was phenomenal. It was it really, really lucky. I, I had missed it. And, um, and it's just, yeah. I mean, I'm so fascinated by anyone who like finds a passion like that, you know, like I've had things that I've been good at or that I've done, but never have I ever felt that passionate about anything. I feel like, you know, I mean, it's just so fascinating. I, I hear you in your Instagram stories. There's a lot of passion I'm in passionate there. now. No, for sure I'm passionate now. But like as a young person, I was not. Like I, like art was my thing and I still am an artist. Um, but I never also was probably in the right environment or like, you know, met the right people to have taken me to whatever, to, to who knows what, what could have become of that, you know, like in a different setting or whatnot. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. No, I'm passionate now. (laughs) I'm all, I am a passionate person. I just, uh, like my husband is a windsurfer and I mean, he, it doesn't matter. Like it doesn't matter what, if the, if the wind's good, like everything gets dropped, he is out on the water, you know, and, and I like to surf and things like that, but everything has, for me, I'm like, "Mm, it has to be, you know, 85 degrees and it has to be sunny (laughs) and it has to, they have to be dolphins out. (laughs) There have to be all these things for me to go out, but he's like, you know, it's raining, it's windy, it's cloudy. It doesn't matter. He's going to go out, you know, like. See, I like the way you think. I like the, I like the dolphins. (laughs) Dolphins. There has to be a rainbow. Yes. 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 (laughs) Little angels singing. (laughs) Yes. Yes. So, but yeah, I mean, that, that story is just, is, I mean, just fascinating. And, and I mean, everything just seems like it aligned, you know? Yeah. And it's crazy. So this is, this is one thing that I um, have thought so much about is, um, you know, just like, I, I feel like, so, and let me say, I know all that did, you know, come to fruition, right? For me, but so much didn't. I remember mm. I, there was one role I die hard wanted. It was, there was a, a Broadway show called Contact. And there was this girl in the yellow dress and Susan Stroman um, was the choreographer and Tara Rubin was the casting director. And these names, like people are like, oh, like you just want to work with these people, you know, <laughs> they're amazing. And so it, 
there was, they were starting the national tour. They needed a, a, a second girl in the yellow dress. You know, they needed one to stay on Broadway and one girl to do the tour. Um, and mm -hmm. I flew out. I got called back enough times that I flew out to New York a couple of times and it got down to, to like what I heard. I don't know if this is true or not, <laughs> but it got down, it got down. I overheard that it was like me and another girl. Um, and it was just this great dance role. And, um, I remember thinking at the time that if this didn't happen, if this didn't come through, it was like a sign. Cause I was really at a crossroad with, I, I was about to get married that, you know, that hmm. I say that first time and then it sounds like I've been married a bunch of times, but <laughs> there's only two right now. There's, there's only two. two. There's two. <laughs> there are not plans of any more. No. no more. Two is good. Two is great. I'm, two is great. I'm really good. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, so at the time I was like, okay, am I dancing and, and, you know, going on tour or am I, you know, I was about to get married or mm. am I married and I stay at home and I'm, I'm with my husband. Right. So I was having that and I didn't get it. And I was on the subway, um, taking the train back to my, one of my, you know, best friend's houses or apartments. And, um, I was on the subway and I was bawling and people Aww. were looking at me, but I was like, I don't really care that people were looking at me. I was. I mean, I'm sure that like, happens again. Also, always. <laughs> like, always. <laughs> I mean, it's the subway. You see all kinds of things, right? I mean, yes. <laughs> yeah, it's like a playground of like, yeah. what? I mean, know. people don't bat an eye at that. Like you see some weird <laughs> stuff on the subway, you know? <laughs> That's, so not weird. <laughs> That's not weird. Yeah, I was But like you felt like, I mean, I'm sure you, I mean, anytime you cry in public, you feel like everybody's staring at you. With, yes, you know, totally. They might be, because they might feel bad for you. And they're like, oh, like, why is she crying? <laughs> like, <laughs> And then they're like, is she a crazy person? If I go to her, will she flip out on me? I, I know, think well, that too. I mean, in the city, <laughs> in the city, people were like, mm. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, they're like, mm, it's okay. Yeah. I ignore it. <laughs> yeah, maybe they happening. don't care that much, actually. <laughs> maybe they don't care at all. <laughs> I would. I would be like, oh, what's wrong? <laughs> I would too. I would too. So yeah, I was like mourning, you know, mourning yeah. that that life. I thought that life was never happening again. Mm. But my point is, my point is, it happened for a reason, right? I didn't get that for a reason. I was meant to live the other life and experience mm -hmm. that, to know what it, it feels like, right. to experience life not in whatever mode I was currently in. So mm -hmm. I do feel, I'm like, every single thing that happens or changes, um, I feel like we're all put in these places where it's just like, we're steered the way it should be. We yeah. think we're meant to go one way right. or have that one thing. And then really it's like, well, maybe we are but maybe we're not, maybe right. we're actually meant during that time to, you know, have those other different experiences. So, so true. So true. But when like, you're, but when you're in the moment, of course, like, mm. and you think that that's what you want. So you're devastated. Mm. I mean, I've definitely experienced that at lots of different times, but you know, who knows if you had gotten that, where would you be today? You know, I mean, yeah, yeah. Exactly. totally. It could have been a totally different life that was not the one you were meant to lead, you know? Right. Yeah. Like, think about it. If you had, um, you know, at the time something had happened with the art, you might be living in Alaska right now. Or, <laughs> I mean, who knows? It's true. It's true. It's true. 
It's true or something different. Or like, you know, with me now in holistic health, I mean, had I not have gotten sick, which I've said that is the silver lining, had I not gotten sick, I would have never gotten to where I am now. You know, like I would never have this platform. I mean, I might would have gotten interested in nutrition, but never, or, you know, in holistic health, but never to the degree that I am now, (laughs) you know? Yeah. And then in turn, I think, you know, I've, I've helped a lot of other people. So I wouldn't have helped those people, obviously. I mean, they might still be, they might would have never found someone, I don't know, or maybe they would have, but it would have been, you know, later or wrong timing or, you know, it just, yeah. 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 I think, I think you doing this definitely leads those people who are looking like, I mean, right now, like now is the time, you Mm -hmm. know, and, and it'll Tomorrow we'll say that too. Now is the time. In a year we'll say now is the time, right? Now is the time. Like, now is the time. <laughs> but like these moments and this timing of the interplay of the people who find you, right? Is it's right, right. you know? And it's they're in need at that time. And your passion mm-hmm. is what, right. and the way you say things and what you bring to people's attention is what, you right. know, is everything to right. someone, and it changes their life and. Right. You know, and sometimes, you know, there are people I've said it before, sometimes, you know, you're, you're not at the right place in your life to hear it. Just like, you know, you weren't in the right, that that's not what you needed at that time. Right. Like you didn't need to get that part. Like that's not what you needed to experience. And just like, sometimes people might not be in the space that they need to hear what they need to hear. You know, they're just not in the mindset for it. So, and maybe it'll come in six months or maybe it'll come in three years. You know, I mean, you just never know because everybody is on their own journey. So yeah, exactly. Right. We're just like interwoven. Yeah, totally. (laughs) We like step in and out. We've Yeah. Yeah. So true. So like after, I mean, did, did your career just kind of like play out and then it's slowly, slowly you were like, okay, I'm going to morph into something else because you've, you've done your bar and you've lived in LA and done other, you know, I mean, you've done yoga and all, because I know what you're doing now is it's, it incorporates lots of different techniques, right? So like, how did you come about to that? Uh, Yeah. Okay. So, uh, so obviously I love to go straight to the people, right? That yeah. teach the stuff. Um, right. <laughs> you have a knack for that, clearly. They just like, they come to you. I don't know. <laughs> I'm like, where are they? Where can I, where can I be? Um, I know, right? Exactly. <laughs> so like, I, um, how did, okay. So I ended up, I don't know where to start, Rebecca. Um, <laughs> Okay. So this was, I'm going to say the movement piece, like as far as like the thought of Pilates or yoga Mm -hmm. or all of that or bar, um, I'm going to say more of that came after, well, in between my two dancing Mm. time periods in between. So this would be after I, um, after I was divorced, I was like, what am I doing? What's going on? Right. Mm-hmm. Um, so the first thing I was like, whatever I do, I have to have passion, right? I've got to like be in love with it. I've got to live it. It's got to be my life. Right. So at the time, uh, before that I'd been traveling a lot and, um, bringing at the time, this was the time we could bring bottles of wine 
right. on the airplane. Uh, what home. a nice time. <laughs> it was the best. <laughs> yeah, I was. It really was. <laughs> it was great. Yeah. So I was like bringing these amazing wines home from different mm. countries okay. and I was starting to like taste them and I was like smelling them. And I So you became them. a wino is what you're saying. And I did. <laughs> I did. Um, and, and I would make my friends like sorry guys um sit down with like and do tasting notes <laughs> be like, what are you smelling like you know all that i loved it and, oh my um, gosh have you ever seen ratatouille with a little, yeah, and he's yes. like what do you ta- close your eyes what what tell me what your tape what you, yes. you you know yeah oh my god it's so cute yes. that's my vision <laughs> i love i love that movie i love <laughs> that movie oh my gosh it's one of my husband and i like our favorite movies yeah oh it is like it's like precious it's yeah so Precious. Oh yeah. my gosh. I know. <laughs> it was if like you that. don't like mice and rats, you will. <laughs> you will after that. <laughs> How can you not? <laughs> Tiny chef. Tiny chef. Oh, um, so I was doing that to my friends. I was like, what are you tasting and all this? And, and, and then, so I'm like, well, what do I love? Like I'm too old to dance. I'm doing air quotes, oh, right? I was 29, yeah. you know, air quotes too yeah. old to dance. Yeah. Um, I thought at the time I was wrong, but, um, well, society still, <laughs> you know, that's been, those are like really deep seated thoughts for women yes. in general, for like almost every career. They're like, you know, yes. once you get this age, you're too old. I mean, I still have those limiting beliefs for like everything. I'm like, you know, I, I don't know. It's just, ugh, that's a whole nother yes. subject. Yeah. Yes. Oh my gosh. We so can have that talk one day too. Yeah. <laughs> So, um, yeah. So I was like, Oh, I'm too old or whatever. So I'm like, what do I love? And I I was sitting with my younger brother and I was making him do tasting notes with me. And I'm I'm like, what do you know? What do you, you, what do you think of this? And then I'm like, I don't love anything though, but except for dance, except for, and he's like, yes, you do. And he like points to the wine bottle. (laughs) (laughs) Sounds really funny saying out loud right now. (laughs) Maybe I had a problem. I'm just kidding. And so he's like, yes, you do. And, and the funny thing was my parents with dance, they were like, like, there was never a thought like that it what, couldn't be a real career. They were like, of course, yeah. that's of course. It's who you are. I mean, it's yeah. who you are. They're yeah. like, yeah, no, of course that's going to, that's your, going to be your, your career with wine. They were a little like, uh, are you sure you can get a job? doing this or like, huh, you know, they're, they're more like that, you know, which is really funny. And I'm like, yeah. So I ended up going through the um, court of master sommeliers and I became oh, wow. a, uh, a certified sommelier. Oh my court. Yes. Why not? <laughs> why not? And so I was doing that and I had sworn off, I I'd sworn I was too young to dance, um, or too, too old, old to dance. Yeah. <laughs> yeah I knew what you meant. <laughs> <laughs> too old to dance. And, um, I, uh, I started just studying and getting jobs, um, with wine and I was doing, you know, stuff with wine bars, working in wine bars and pairing yeah. wine and cheese and chocolate. And I, yeah, it was mm. awesome. And, yeah. um, getting to go to these amazing tastings, like um, outstanding tastings. And, yeah. um, it was really fun and doing some wine lists for, uh, some different restaurants. And, and then yeah. I got into like, um, serving and into um, event managing and all that. But along the way, at one point I was like, 
oh my gosh, I'm working nights all the time. Mm. I'm exhausted. Ugh. The events, you know, you're like, I adored the events. Like yeah. if I could have oh, had the good. energy to like be an event manager my whole life, I would have been like, yes, it was <laughs> so fun. I, I was, I did it with crew catering. Oh uh, yeah. 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 Um, and that was for like five years. But during that time, I was like, I am really missing movement. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm really missing dance. So I ended up, um, I ended up going to uh, audition to teach bar class. Nice. And actually before that, rewind, years ago in LA, I had taught bar class. And I had taught at like one of the, um, so funny, my husband just walked in. I'm like, oh, yeah. just yelled. I'm like, shh. I know, I heard it there. He's like, hello? <laughs> and I'm like, don't speak. <laughs> Can't you tell I'm on a podcast? <laughs> I'm busy. I'm busy. <laughs> I'm like, it's like, I'm busy talking about me. <laughs> but, um, it is what it is. <laughs> it is what it is. Um, so I had actually um, learned and trained with Bar Method. And no mm. one heard of Bar Method at the time. There were two Bar Methods. Super new, yeah. yeah. Super new. Yeah. Um, actually, there was one in, I think it was up in San Francisco, maybe. Um, and then one in, um, or two, one first in Los Angeles, and they were opening up the second one. So I joined and taught at both. And that's how I got myself back into the fitness world, back into personal training. Um, and I ended up really enjoying it but at the time I was still fascinated with wine and (laughs) this whole different world I just love you're just like in your whole mind you're like in the back you're just like ah but wine but wine (laughs) I I know it was I mean I got to like wear real clothes for the first time Mm, that's nice um, to do a job that was really cool so I did. That. Then you had to buy more clothes. That. So there's that. I had to buy more clothes. Yeah, there was. Which can that. be a good no, thing no and like... a bad thing. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah. Exactly. Positive for the um, you know, experience and fun. Right, because it's fun. Negative. But the wallet, not as not as fun. <laughs> Negative for the wallet. Negative for the wallet. Yeah. So I did do that, and I ended up training in this uh, Boulevard Health Club. Um, which was right across the street in LA from the Ivy, like where everyone goes. Like it was like, that's where everyone goes to lunch, you know? Um, And there were only three of us women there. And uh, the other two women were into bodybuilding and I was doing this more like Pilates style. I hadn't been Mm -hmm. trained in Pilates at the time, but I was doing the style and I was interweaving it with dance movement and, um, you know, other like small, you know, small muscle movements and Mm. just these different things. And, um, and it was very fun and it was getting fun, great results. Um, Mm -hmm. I was working all with women at the time and, uh, um, I just, I definitely super enjoyed that. And then I ended up getting to guest, this was kind of through my brother. He was, um, Mm. a celebrity trainer, personal trainer. He, uh, toured with different celebrities and, um, huh. he got Tori Spelling. He was in People Magazine a few times for getting Tori Spelling back in shape, like oh after baby one, maybe, <laughs> yeah. I don't know, maybe it was baby oh my God, it's so random. Um, but I ended up getting to, um, be a guest on exercise TV, getting to be like a featured instructor on exercise oh, cool. TV. Oh, that's yeah. Um, and then, so now that was then moving more into the wine world and doing wine, yeah. met my husband. He was my boyfriend. We moved to Charleston. <laughs> more in the wine world still, super missed dance. And then um, that was when I auditioned to teach bar again. 
to teach, mm-hmm. to go back and teach. So I went back and taught and I was die hard in love with it. And I, I couldn't even look back. I was like, I have to teach. I miss teaching. Yeah. I have to move in it's a calling. way. Yeah. It's my calling. And yeah. so I did that for, um, for a few years, um, here in town, here in Charleston. And then I left and was just kind of, I just kind of quietly snuck away. I didn't, you know, want to make a scene. So I just kind of, you know, slipped out. And um, I started renting space at Dance FX and um, at a, a client's law firm. I got to go in there. I was teaching an MUSC okay. with another client. She brought me in. And then, yeah. you know, I was just kind of moving all over the place. But during this movement work during this exercise work, I, it was, I was realizing how, um, how much I wish I had had that when I was dancing mm. and what an impact it was making on my own body. Um, I, I had had neck injuries like several times over, um, mm. dancing and, and, you know, my hip. Um, and I found a, um, I kept teaching these modalities, you know, and I was feeling that I would teach them and people were coming back, um, injured. And it was really upsetting me. I, um, you know, and I was teaching this structured stuff and I wasn't having the same results when I was doing my personal training in Hmm. Los Angeles, you know, it was different. And so I was just thinking about the difference, um, in modalities and in movement and feeling like I wasn't finding one thing that felt like it was really like the thing, like Mm. the light to move towards, Mm -hmm. you know, for the body. And, and I was getting to more of a place of feeling like, um, we are not meant to, for no pain, no gain. We're Mm. not meant to like go hard or go home. You know, we're Mm. meant to, which is, which was my whole life, which was my existence. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I myself was starting to struggle with autoimmune stuff and it was, all related to all of this. I was just kicking my tail, really. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was giving myself no, um, no, no rest for the weary, no like compassion, no, mm-hmm. you know, it was like everyone else in my eyes was allowed to, you know, relax and take a break, but I had to keep going and Push. Um, keep Push pursuing, keep pushing. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. And about this time I was feeling all these things. A, a great girlfriend of mine, um, sent me one of her great girlfriend's names. And of course, here we were living in Charleston and the name of the person I suddenly wanted to train with was in Chicago. Oh we just moved from Chicago. Oh I'm like, God. Oh, I wish I had known. Oh my So I was like, here we go. So I was traveling every single month, um, to Chicago to train with this woman, um, who was phenomenal. Nikki Taylor, uh, Nikki Taylor Stewart. So what was she teaching? So she was teaching, um, at the time she was teaching, uh, a a Pilates style, contemporary Pilates called McIntyre Pilates. Hmm. And now she's teaching more of a Deborah lesson. She's teaching Deborah lesson Pilates. Um, Hmm. but she, um, also plays, you know, was playing with her own thoughts. And she is the person who really opened my eyes to being like, um, I can play too. Mm-hmm. Like I can, you know, I can learn from so many different people, just like when I was dancing, I can learn from this, like 
founding father of jazz dance and this one and this yeah. one. And I can learn ballet from these people and I can pull all these pieces that I love all together. Mm-hmm. And then I can give them to, you know, to the people that come to me that I work with in whatever mm-hmm. capacity uh, like comes through that feels right for them. Mm-hmm. Um, and so she really opened my eyes to all of this and to the thought of questioning um, things much more. Mm-hmm. And, um, and I still, you know, I, I love incorporating some of her into me. I feel like, you know, she's a part of me now. I feel mm-hmm. like that about everyone, every instructor or mentor I've had throughout my existence, I feel like is a part of me now. And I know I'd mentioned to this to you one time, but it's like George Balanchine, who was the great um, choreographer for New York City Ballet. I mean, he is like, like a god to ballet, you know, <laughs> but he, would, he yeah. would say, he would say like, I, I, I don't create, God creates, like I mm. borrow and I steal I and I take from everywhere, from other teachers, from dancers I see, from mm-hmm. other choreographers, from people walking on the street. And I just put it together and mm-hmm. you know, use it in a way that mm-hmm. makes sense. And I believe that. And I believe that that's what um, people who question things do. I mm-hmm. believe that that's like, yeah. I mean, we take, we take little bits of everything, you know, and and we all are influenced by everything we see and that we, you know, all the people who come into our lives, you know, are making an impact on us, whether that, I mean, good or bad, you know, (laughs) hopefully, hopefully it's for the good, you know, like we learn a lesson if it's a necessarily, if it's a bad experience, hopefully it's, you know, we learn something from that. Um, But yeah. Exactly right. And I love that view. It's like not, you know not being so strict that it has to be one way either, you know, like this is what I think people can get so caught up in when they're doing any kind of li- like, if it's an exercise or a lifestyle change, they get so caught up in this like tunnel vision that it has to look this specific way. But, you know, you can take a little bits and pieces of everything you learn, you know, from, from other people. A hundred percent, a hundred percent. And, and that's how, you know, I think that there's a, like the learning curve is like, you know, you, you admire something mm-hmm. that someone's doing and you believe in it and you believe in them and you incorporate it into yourself. But then as you learn it and as it becomes um, familiar to you, all of a sudden you start changing it, right? Mm-hmm. You start like doing it differently, addressing it differently, saying it differently, presenting it differently. And that's when it becomes yours Mm -hmm. because you've taken it and you've changed it and interwoven it into other pieces and parts, Mm -hmm. um, which I think is, I think that creative piece is so important Mm -hmm. um, Mm -hmm. for like evolution for, you know, for the next thing. And, and I believe like I had someone ask me, um, it was just, it was such like a a sweet, like wonderful question. It like, um, this was at, my studio, my, my space, I just closed like six weeks ago. Um, and now, you know, I'm in my, I call it my sanctuary space. It's like right where my heart, you know, it's, it's amazing. But, um, she had asked me in the old space, this was probably like two years ago. And she had said, um, so do you feel like you've arrived? Do you feel like you found, you know, your thing? She's like, this is obviously, like I was never planning on going anywhere. That space was going to mm. stay open till yeah. <laughs> I was yeah, a little yeah. old lady is how I felt Aww. at the time. <laughs> yeah. And, um, and I said, no, I don't. 
Huh. I, I'm like, because there's so much more and who knows what more is like, I right. don't, right. you know, we don't know. We have no yeah, idea. Yeah. I know. No idea. I, I, somebody said, was talking about that the other day, like, you um, know, about living somewhere like, uh, like they just moved to a new city and they were like, yeah, it's something about like staying there forever. And it's like, well, forever is a long time. And I think that, you know, it's just kind of like living in the, living in the present, which we talk about that. Like we, you never know what tomorrow is going to bring and like, just enjoy wherever you are, you know, like, and w- with your business, I mean, you had initially envisioned maybe always being there, but things change, you know, and we, we, as you're saying, like we all evolve differently. And as every day and week goes by, you like, you know, just different experiences and yeah. Yeah, exactly. Right. Exactly. Mm -hmm. Right. And it's like, if we plan them too much, then we Mm -hmm. missed something. Yeah. Yeah. We miss out if we plan too much. I know. I think the planning thing is, it's also kind of a society, you know, yeah. Brainwashing. <laughs> this is brainwashing. Yeah. <laughs> that right. like you have to have everything planned out and that you have to do it by this certain formula, which is yes. so limiting, you know, like that you have to, this is, you go to college and then you get out of college and then you get a job and then you get married and then you have kids and da, 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 you know, like that it's 2020. Like we don't need to live by those. Yes. Those rules. <laughs> exactly right. You know? We're like, it's yeah. 2020. We don't have to live by any rules. No, we no, we don't. <laughs> <laughs> no rules. <laughs> no rules. <laughs> Seriously, I don't like them. <laughs> I never have liked them. So, <laughs> see, I could have never you. I could have never been as disciplined. I think, and that is what fascinates me about <laughs> ballet in general, right? Because I was never that disciplined child. I was the opposite. I was like, I went to dance classes, and I was like, mm. <laughs> I don't really like having to be there at a certain time. <laughs> like. <laughs> I was like such a little, I tried all these different classes things and I'm like, oh. See, I love yeah. that. Yeah. Rebecca, I love that. Like <laughs> I, I work to incorporate um, it, even more and more and more of that into myself always. Oh. So I love that. There's got to be a balance because I'm trying to incorporate yeah. the other, the, the more right. discipline. <laughs> got to be in the middle, okay? Yeah, there does. Yeah. I mean, extremes on either side, extremes about anything is usually, usually bad. So. Right. Yes. Yeah. Yes. (laughs) Yeah. So part of what, so, so you incorporate, you know, all these different techniques, but you also incorporate, which we had talked about a couple of weeks ago when I had a little class with you, I guess, um, is the, the breath work. Yes. Yeah. Yes. So let's chat about that. Yeah. So that is a huge component um, to what I do. And it, um, I find myself growing more and more into this kind of work and just living in it. And um, it, gosh, it's like, where do you even start with this? So (laughs) I, I think people do not know yet what impact your breathing system has on your body and getting your body back to that like restoration, that Mm -hmm. restart button. A lot of times we, um, so one of the things, so when you think of like the cues that you were told in your entire existence of being as a woman, all right, they're different for a man. Mm -hmm. But as a woman, like what are some cues you think of that you're told 
um, your, your whole life, what people might say to you. Um, stand up straight. I don't know. <laughs> stand up straight. Stand up straight. Yes. Yeah. 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 Well, I mean, but I was <laughs> like, um, think of like with women, you and I even uh, talked about this. So pull your navel to your spine. Oh yeah. 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 Well, right? and I, I do want to talk about that. Yeah. Like, yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. So, um, another one is for us to, to pull our shoulders down and back. Right. 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 And then another yeah. would be, well, and for you for ballet, like you were always trying to stand a certain way, right? Like, yeah. 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 To present mm-hmm. for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, and then for women too, it's tucking your pelvis under. Mm-hmm. So when we think about that, and then we think about our breathing system and if you do that to your body right now, like, so if you try that, so mm-hmm. if you um, sitting or standing, take a little tuck under the pelvis, mm-hmm. pull your navel to your spine and pull your mm-hmm. shoulders down and back. Yeah. Now, first of all, how comfortable is that? Not very comfortable. <laughs> not very comfortable. <laughs> it's not comfortable at all. <laughs> at all. And we're told to do this, right? Yeah. Like always. Yeah. Now I want you to be in this position, do these three things mm-hmm. and then breathe into your body and tell me where your breath is going. I believe in no wrong answers, P.S. Well, I mean, I feel like it's just saying at the st- that the top is it's hard to make it go further down. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. right. So when we think of that, um, we're putting our bodies in this unnatural position. It's not how we started. You know, you think of babies mm-hmm. and babies like are pulling through, they're holding in plank for an eternity. Yeah. They're like lifting their legs up, like giggling, like it's nothing. Biting their toes. I mean. <laughs> Biting their toes. They're like, Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like they're not getting hernias, do you yeah, know? Right. They're not having yeah. like prolapse. And, like, <laughs> do you know? They're um they're just very functional. They haven't been taught not to be yet. So mm-hmm. this breathing, this breath work that I do, um, is different than you think of breath work where um where you do you know you can do in a group of people and you close your eyes and you do a breath work session or mm-hmm. so very different than that. So this breath work that I do is very specific. Um, mm-hmm. I, I cue it as a whole in ways that speak to more of a, uh, like a mass group, a majority group. Um, mm-hmm. so, so I have an on demand when I cue the breath work there, I do it in a way that it speaks to everyone. The cues I'm giving do not, are, are not going to put anyone, um, in a negative space. Mm-hmm. It's, it's just a good place for people to be. Mm-hmm. Um, when I work individually with someone, I, I look at their breathing pattern. I will video them. I will have them expose their ribs and their low abdomen. I will literally look to see how their muscles are moving, their ribs are moving, how, where their breath is going and mm-hmm. why, because that's the thing, like the why is so important mm-hmm. to reset our bodies back because obviously you know, there's this thought that we go and we work out, you know, for like 45 minutes or an hour a day and we do it a few times a week or whatever it is, whatever we've Mm -hmm. chosen. Okay. And then it's supposed to make us strong and um, whole and back to what our body is meant to originally be. Right. Mm -hmm. But ultimately we should be applying things we know and knowledge on our own system throughout our entire day. 
Mm. Like it, it mm-hmm. shouldn't be thought of just in those moments. So just for an hour a day or whatever. Yeah. Just for, right. Yeah. I mean, there are like 23 right. other hours. there are 23 of those other hours just in one day (laughs) where we we can like go right back to our old breathing patterns our old movement patterns and I I do want to stress the breathing patterns because that is first and foremost everything it's our world it is our um, life force. Mm-hmm. You know, it's our chi. Prana. It's, your prana. prana. I yeah. knew you were about to say that. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> it's everything. And so yeah. when we can tap into, it's amazing. So when we can tap into our breath system, the way it individually works for us. And again, the way it mass works for us, because the stuff I've seen and heard from people who have like been doing my on-demand has been huge. It's been like unbelievable. And, you know, you like to think that you can predict what, what tapping into someone's breathing system. And, and, and I use diaphragmatic breathing patterns, um, Mm -hmm. and I incorporate it into every bit of movement that I do. And I use a cueing that speaks more to the, um, the fascia and like the nervous Mm -hmm. system and and that Mm -hmm. kind of thing, just bringing the body to this easeful, glidey, slidey place. And, Mm -hmm. um, but the breath is key for all of that. And Mm -hmm. the first portion of my work uh, that I do with people is about the breath and breathing and we move slowly. Um, you know, Mm -hmm. uh, a a lot of work people will, you know, pick up the pace and that's fine and great, Mm -hmm. but I will have people, I just had my lady, um, this morning, one of my ladies came in and she's like, I don't understand. She's like, Lauren, you know, I, we, you know, do things and it completely resets. You know, she deals with a lot of neck pain Mm -hmm. Um, and believe it or not, our breathing system can change our neck pain. Um, Mm -hmm. And, and I give homework. So, you know, she said, she said, I don't understand. I, I, used to go and do these crazy things. She's like an avid runner and she's, I mean, very active um, and all in, you know, and she's like, I literally do this work with you where we're not, you know, doing, we're not doing burpees or jumping jacks or, you know, we're we're doing anything that's, you know, we're not like pumping iron or she's (laughs) like, we're doing these things with these just such thoughtful movements. She goes, and I am exhausted and exhilarated at the end, she's like, and it's all the breathing and the movement and figuring out how to connect each person's system to their body. Mm -hmm. Um, so this, this breathing literally, um, using the diaphragmatic pattern for, uh, the individual in front of you does reset the system. I, um, one woman, was she's had six abdominal surgeries. Oh, gosh. Dealing, yeah, I was dealing with like extensive scar tissue mm-hmm. and was, you know, um, going to a urologist for additional stuff. You know, you think of our pelvic floors and just mm-hmm. everything that we are organizing as women and, um, you know, functioning, um, yeah. how we function, right. you know, and we think that we are supposed to do like 500 kegels a day or, you know, but I have to say, like, I, <laughs> there is a smaller, much smaller percentage of women that I, I, you know, bring kegels into than, um, women that I don't. Yeah. It doesn't work you know? for, it's one of those things, like it does, it's not a one size fit all and they don't work. It's not yeah. exactly yeah. right. Exactly right. And so, yeah. and you think of even this and as women, our pelvic floors, but our entire pelvic floor is, um, is led by our diaphragm. 
Mm. So we can try to like squeeze and grip and do as much as we can with our pelvic floors, but nothing can happen for us as women in a positive manner with our pelvic floors until we learn to breathe properly. Mm. You know, this just made me think of, because, because we were talking about, you know, a couple of weeks ago, the, the superficial side of like breathing, (laughs) because, uh, you know, I, I just, um, think of, and I'm not, I'm sure I'm not the only one who does this. You know, when you go to the beach or you have your bikini on, like you're as women, we're more aware certainly when we're in our bikini of how we look and how our abs look and all these kind of things. And that you find yourself not breathing, especially not deep breathing, you know, like this type of the diaphragmatic, how do you say it? Diaphragmatic. <laughs> it's a tongue twister for me. Um, uh, breathing, you know, you find yourself like not breathing. And then I just had this flash when you were talking about like, you know, women not breathing properly and, you know, all the different things that go on in our, you know, in our abdomen anyways, um, thinking of women and freaking corsets, you know, like how horrific and not just from like it holding everything in, but it literally, like you literally couldn't breathe, you know, like you could not tell, like how, I mean, I'm sure when they were breathing, it was literally like just from here up. Yes. Yes, exactly. Right. Exactly. Right. And our diaphragm has to drop. So when we inhale, and we can do this for a second, okay? So um, go ahead and I want you to feel as if your sit bones, the bones you sit on, mm-hmm. are sliding past the earth, past your chair, past the earth, okay? So I like to deal with energy too because we are energy and that is, that's, you know, if one area slides one way, another has to slide another. And mm-hmm. I love Albert Einstein for all of, you know, uh, thoughts yep. that I, I yes. bring to the table. But um, so the energy of the sit bones is sliding down Mm-hmm. And that is grounding you. Okay. It's almost like, think of yourself like, like a tree. Mm-hmm. Okay. And these are roots and you're growing these roots past the earth and they're going deeper and deeper and deeper. And the deeper they go, the more you are allowed a sense of opening of expanding. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. And you can even think of this sensation expanding within. And it's a feeling like, you know, the spine is like pumping up with air. The body is opening. Mm-hmm. And so just feel this nice open position. And this is all energy, right? This is just a feeling of energy opening and expanding. Mm-hmm. And now I want you to take your hands, keep what you found. We're just going to layer on top, all right? So take your hands and you're going to take them just on the sides of your ribs. Mm-hmm. And you're going to feel like your heel of your hands are pushing against each side of your ribs. So right hand on right side, left hand on left. And then fingertips are off. The fingertips are going to give you too much stimulation in the front of the body. And I want you to... <laughs> yes, get, com- get comfortable. <laughs> this chair is like messing it up for me. Stop it, chair. <laughs> so now as you inhale, I want you to feel as if your inhale is, is your ribs pushing your hands further away from mm-hmm. each other. Okay. So just feel that. Yes. Good. And Rebecca, and you're going to feel one side is a little more than the other for mm-hmm. you. I'm just looking at you right now. But can you feel which side you're getting a little more inhale into? I feel like it's the left. Is it the left or the right? Oh, man. Keep going. Keep going. You just gave yourself more left right there. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Justin, good. 
now is your doing. Oh, it this. is on the right. It is on the right, though. Yep, yep. You're getting yeah. more inhale into that right side. But I love how um, just becoming aware of that, and you keep going, okay, and and just keep going. I want you to just keep living in this. Um, just becoming more aware of our breathing makes mm -hmm. huge changes for us. So, like you found more space suddenly in that left side. So, if you feel like one side or the other needs a little more space, see if you can breathe into that space more. Now, as you're doing this, we're going to layer on more. Okay. Mm -hmm. I so hope everybody's doing this at home. Okay? I know, if you're I not driving. You guys, <laughs> yeah, right, right. Oh, I hope you guys are doing this. Um, and it, it, it does it. it. Each person will feel different changes for themselves. Like I say, you can't predict. Um, right. But as you do this, the next layer that I want you to feel and notice is that the shoulders don't lift and the heart doesn't lift. Okay. There, there will be a little bit of heart movement, but mm -hmm. I want you to feel like the shoulders stay in the exact same place. The heart stays in the same place and you just continue. And what did that feel like for you? What do you feel like that gave you? I mean, I definitely was breathing in lower than I felt like I normally do. <laughs> yes. Um, but yeah, just like that awareness is, it's key. It's huge. You know, yeah. No, the more. last time, a couple of weeks ago when we did that session, I mean, I was sore in the back part of my ribs. Yes. Like in a good, not like, you know, I was dying, but like I was, I definitely could tell that I had done something and it wasn't just like working out because <laughs> I hadn't worked out that day. So, yeah. yeah. Rebecca, I love that. Yeah. Let's talk about that a little bit. I want to do okay. one more layer in here. Okay? okay. So take your hands back. Mm -hmm. And now I want another thought. So what you're feeling when you say that you feel like your breath drops lower in your body, you can get the inhale lower. Mm -hmm. What it is that you're feeling is you're feeling your diaphragm drop down. Okay. So our diaphragm is this muscle that sits right up under our ribs, just in mm -hmm. case anybody doesn't know. So it's right up under your ribs. It's a, it's a basic anatomy class, which we might need because it's been a while. <laughs> it's been a while. Yeah. yeah. And there are two lobes to it. And that's one of the reasons oh. why, yes, hmm. there's one of the reasons why we can get some inhale deeper on one side than the other. So hmm. we might be dropping one side down a little so, more. But so why... Why do you, why do people hold on one side more than the other? Is that because they're dominant on that right side? Like I'm dominant on my right side. Is that because of that? You generally, it can or? be, it yeah. can be for a million different reasons. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. each person's going to be totally different. I can usually, when I see someone move, I can, I can tell, I can say, okay, like what would they be doing? I, I can see where they're doing something a specific way. Right. Mm -hmm. And you're like, what would they be doing in that position? Like, um, like for example, maybe, you know, someone, um, was doing something and I'm like, okay, when you drive, do you lean into your, do you lean oh, onto your, God, I am so aware of this right now. And I do, I lean to the right. I'm like leaning towards the middle. Like I'm some thug or something. Yes. I don't know. <laughs> I have no idea why I do that. <laughs> but I catch myself and I'm like, gosh, Sit up straight. What is your problem? <laughs> like, <laughs> I love that. And there you go. There's like a little link for you, yeah, right? That's one sure. of your. It's like a charm bracelet. It's like one of your mm -hmm. charms now, and you can add this knowledge. <laughs> yeah, you can add this yeah. little knowledge to your charm. You yeah. know, if you like gay straight on yeah. your. You know. I mean, so, I need. I gotta just put on some rap music, and I'm ready to go. You know. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> so another thought, remember how you mentioned a moment ago about pulling the, the bathing suit, right? The bikinis. Yes. Yes. So here's another thought. So, so when we as women and men too, these, this is men too for this mm-hmm. piece, right? Yeah. But when we are, are as women, we, we are so, you know, taught that our, our, how we appear is, right. is our worth. Right. Yeah. And it's not. I know. I know. <laughs> and we're, we're all, we're still like, working through that trauma, you know, <laughs> we're, we're all like just working through that. <laughs> yes. Generational. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Right. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Right. And so one of those pieces is this whole pull your navel to your spine piece, right? Mm-hmm. Which this cue, it's not to say that this cue is like terrible. It mm-hmm. depends on the person you're looking at. Mm-hmm. So like, for example, if you listen to my on demand, you will never, mm, one time, there's one thing I'll do that, that I like that cue for, but otherwise you won't hear me say that. But mm. if you come and work with me in person and I'm like, I, I don't know, you actually, you do need that cue. Mm. You might actually hear me say, pull your navel to your spine. Right. Mm. Mm-hmm. So, so it's, you know, like we say individual, but if we're pulling our navel to our spine, okay. So mm-hmm. if we're in our bikini mm-hmm. and we are on the beach and we're, we're doing this, what's happening is we are literally shutting off our upper and lower body mm-hmm. from itself. We are taking ourselves out of our natural state of our yeah. body. And we think we're doing good work for our body, but do you want to know what that actually causes? One of the things, one of the things that causes prolapse, well, not, you know, prolapse. Yeah. I wasn't even going to say prolapse, but yes. I, I, I just, <laughs> you were, you were right. Uh, right there. <laughs> so like, yes, yeah, so it can cause prolapse. Okay. And wow. it can also cause, this is another concern. If we keep ourselves, like, if we think about this back to the superficial thing, lower belly pooch. And then we're really, like, yes, yes, what? yes. And then we're like, why does, why can't I get to my lower belly? Why are, to my low abdominals? I can never get them to come to the table how I want. I can never get them to look how I want. Yeah. Mind blown. Yeah. Mind blown. (laughs) We think we're helping ourselves. Well, we think we're helping ourselves. And then it's a little bit of, I mean, you look on Instagram for five minutes and what do you see? It's all these girls in their bikinis and they are sucking in. I'm sorry. It is not natural the way they're standing, you know, like, and then right after the photo is taken, I'm sure that they're just like walking around like a normal person, but for the photo, they're sucking in as much as they can, trying to make their waist as small. And that is not natural. That is not natural. Mm -hmm. And it's not good for us. It's Mm -mm. really terrible. So that can cause yes, prolapse, lower Mm -hmm. belly pooch, neck pain. I love to say neck pain because I am such like a a neck pain kind of girl having lived. (laughs) Well, you had that. So (laughs) I had that and I, I don't have it anymore. I haven't had it for like a very long time. Um, yeah. It can cause hip pain. Um, oh. It can actually give like, you know, you're shutting down, you're really shutting down the connection through your system. Mm-hmm. So it, it literally TMJ. Um, so when you're gripping, yeah. mm-hmm. so when you're gripping, if you think about pulling the navel to the spine, mm-hmm. you really, you recognize you start to grip that upper abdominal area, right? So if mm-hmm. you pull the navel to the spine, you can reach, you can touch your upper abs and you feel, mm-hmm. Oh wait, I'm kind of gripping there versus letting them just kind of, Hmm. I'd like to say just be, but in reality, in reality, we, we don't want, we don't want to pull in. 
but we don't want to completely let go. We want this medium tension state. Mm. Oh. Yeah. Mm. Yes. That's kind of hard to find. <laughs> it's hard to find. And what can make it easier is our alignment of our body. So think about just when you started your breathing session a moment ago, right? Your like breathing moment, we'll call it. <laughs> yes. um, your breathing moment. So sending the energy of the sit bones down, mm-hmm. you start to bring your pelvis into alignment mm-hmm. and then allowing that to inflate the body, bringing yourself to your tree state, so to speak. Mm. Okay. Mm-hmm. All of a sudden I want you to touch your abdominals mm-hmm. and now kind of relax and feel what happens to your abdominals. Let everything relax. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> and now pull your navel to your spine, feel what happens touching mm-hmm. your abdominals. Okay. Mm-hmm. And now give yourself, bring yourself to your tree state. Mm-hmm. And what happened? Mm. It feels like I'm in the middle. Yeah. Probably, right. Yeah. 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 So we don't have to control it, right? We just have to use energy as a tool Mm -hmm. and it it, it flows naturally. We're just bringing ourselves back to that natural state. Like think of the baby. If you look at the baby, Mm -hmm. you see the arms, they're not collapsing and dumping in their arms, right? Letting their head dump, right? Right. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) That's adults. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So they really are. If you look at them and I want you to check out pictures of babies or or images, or if you have a baby, watch your baby, you know, but they will push their arms. They look like they're pushing out of the ground. Oh, wild. Yeah. And they are like, literally they're hovering their body away from the earth as much as possible. Mm -hmm. Um, and everything they do, I mean, they're really, they use the ground as their tool. They're mm-hmm. crawling. You know, obviously we're not crawling anymore, but. Um, I don't, I, would, I wouldn't get around very well that way. <laughs> It'd be challenging on our knees outside. I was going to say my knees would not like it. I played sports. I wasn't a ballet dancer, but I played sports. So. <laughs> uh, yes. Yeah. Yes. So not good on your knees. That. Right. Right. Yeah. So think about how you're using energy. And, and I love that the breath work that I do is it, it, you know, it pulls in incorporating energy. So what I, what I do when I work with someone individually is I literally watch them. Mm-hmm. I watch them breathe. I pull in, then we layer, you know, and we layer and until, you know, as long as it feels like it's easy for them and they feel like they're in a nice neutral, great ability to bring it in. Once it starts becoming too, too much, you know, you don't go there, right. You want to keep the body in a nice state um, where it accepts the information coming in. Mm-hmm. And then you use what you found through movement and you have to incorporate it into movement because you can do the breathing as much as possible. And that's fabulous. And it is going to do amazing things for your system. You are going to feel release of pain. You're going to feel, you know, leaking, um, less leaking, right? If you have leaking, you're going to feel, um, um, better with your prolapse. You're going to feel so many things. At first it'll feel pro- like your prolapse gets worse. Okay. But oh, then really? it'll just because you're kind of relaxing and allowing to allowing to open. Right. But then once you bring yourself into that functional state, your body starts recognizing where you're meant to be. Your body heals itself. You know, I, uh, people will come to me and they'll say like, I need you to fix me. I need you to fix this. And I'm like, I don't fix things. Really? Like I give you tools and information for you to learn, to take it into yourself, you heal yourself, you know, um, I'm not responsible for that. So if, if, some, if someone is already prolapsed, I mean, this mm. can heal the prolapse? 
So when you do the proper breathing for them, when you figure out what they're doing, you know, they could have things going on like cripping in their abdominals. And this is one of the reasons I love to see the ribs, the abdominals, um, the back of the body is because mm -hmm. if they are gripping in the abdominal area, they're actually putting pressure down into the pelvic floor. They're creating, you know, our body is this pressure system. Mm -hmm. So as our diaphragm drops, so on our inhale, our diaphragm is meant to drop down versus an inhale with a shoulder lift, right? An inhale with a shoulder lift is reverse um, diaphragmatic breathing. It's, mm. para yeah, it's, it's paradoxical breathing and it's going to mm. bring you into a fight or flight, you know, it's anxiety, yeah. stress, all of that. Um, mm. So when we can get our diaphragm to drop down and we can get like everything else, you know, then the pelvic floor relaxes and drops down too. So everything works as one and it, it opens. And then the exhale, you know, allows the pelvic floor because it's gotten the full opening, it, it allows it to then come together and lift and bring the diaphragm back up under the ribs. The body starts behaving um, in, in a way that we're meant to, you know, before we had, I, I know, you know, we're born and we have stressors, you know, I definitely, uh, believe in ancestral passage yeah. of, you know, so we have stuff, you know, we do, but, but in our own existence in the world, um, we're given so much more. Mm -hmm. So we're just bringing, we're trying to bring ourselves back to that true mm -hmm. initial state. And, and when we can incorporate that breathing and then figure out, you know, movement and it's, um, when we do proper movement, I used to, when people would say, do you remember years ago when people would say, um, oh, it's functional movement or it's functional yeah. patterns, it's functional right. exercise. Like yeah. it, it, like it, I was like, it's not though. <laughs> cause, it would, Cause it would be like these crazy things that are like, you know, not, I mean, the body would be contorted, like, in right. these, like the pelvis right. is tucked under, there's like tons of weight that people are lifting with both arms, which is yeah. a lot of pressure down in the pelvic floor. Right. And yeah. so we think of, you know, the pelvic floor is a, a pressure system and, and just bringing the body back to this functional state of, mm -hmm. of existence mm -hmm. is what we're, what we're doing. Mm -hmm. Tapping into places that people don't tap into. And that's, first with the breath. I mean, the breath is, is the foundation. I know. And that it's so crazy. Work. It's like the number one thing. And, and most people are doing it wrong. Like nobody ever teaches you how to breathe, you know, yes. like, yes, <laughs> like yes. the most basic thing that, you know, that we all need, we all need oxygen. Every living being on this planet needs oxygen and humans yes. are not doing it very well. <laughs> right. Absolutely. Yeah. 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 I, um, I'm, my, Go ahead. <laughs> my dad, my dad um, has Parkinson's and has dealt with pneumonia and being in and out of the hospital three different times with it. Um, and his breathing, you know, he was challenged with his breathing. Um, he has like asthma. And so we worked together on his breathing, literally just his breathing. And he has turned into like breathing king. Um, <laughs> he's like amazing. Yeah. And he was visiting my sister and, you know, she's like high up the altitudes higher. And, and so my point is PS breathing is great for any age. So he was, and you can do it. You can learn to breathe properly. You know, you just yeah. have to learn to breathe properly, but you can yeah. learn to breathe properly. Anyone can. And he started to feel like some of the chest stuff. He was kind of nervous and our lungs will actually accept a certain amount of liquid. Okay. They'll, they'll kind of 
bring it in. Mm -hmm. So he started working with his breathing um, that we had done and his diaphragm and getting, he knew um, his places, you know, he knew where I had told him Mm -hmm. to, to go towards, to breathe into. And, and he said, he was like, you know, for a moment, I I thought we were going to need to go to um, the emergency room. He's like, and then I just, I breathed and he's like, I literally felt, I mean, Wow. everything changed. He's like, and I'm not saying don't go to the emergency room if you think you right. need well, to. Yeah. I actually even said, I was like, you should have gone to the emergency <laughs> room. You know, but, um, but he said he was like, his heart changed, his breathing changed, everything changed. And he said he was great. Um, and it, he said he just kind of kept doing it for like, I think he, he kept doing it for like an hour or two. Maybe. Wow. Um, he was really just, so he was doing just something that you had like a, a, a method that you had, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Yep. His the breathing pattern that I had taught him that it's mm-hmm. it's actually the most common one I teach people, and it's actually very much like what I just taught you, very mm-hmm. much like that. But um, we just go a little deeper with it and go a little mm-hmm. more meditative with it. Mm-hmm. Um, like when when we uh, the lying down one, or or was he sitting up? Or he was. Um, either. I mean, when I taught him, we did, we actually did sitting up, sitting up was, is easier for him, better for him. Easier to, yeah. Mm -hmm. To get up from Mm -hmm. that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but really either way, yeah, either way, lying down or sitting up, just kind of bringing it into more of a, like the meditation part, the, uh, I I say meditation, but it's really mindfulness, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Um, It's kind of, yeah. Yeah. I mean, it makes sense that you're so good at looking at someone's body and the way they're breathing and being able to analyze that and point out, you know, what parts need to be changed because for how many decades, that's all you did was like, it was total position, body awareness, you know, form, all those kind of things. Right. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I I never realized that, but um, before, you know, more recently, but I was like, no, I like everything, how you and I were talking about at the beginning, like everything, um, everything comes full circle, mm-hmm. you know, like the things we didn't do or, yeah. or you know, to use, I'm um, using air quotes, achieve, <laughs> you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. um, we're, we were meant not to, like, I think of my path and like, I think of the people, um, you know, so I actually have a good percentage of my clients are doctors, mm-hmm. um, and they, have told me at various times dealing with, with patients, you know, where they've taught them this breathing and the breathing has literally, you know, changed, uh, panic attacks and yeah, really helped changed, um, things that the client, you know, client patient (laughs) was experiencing with them. Mm -hmm. And that's exactly why I do this. This is, I I, like, when they tell me this, I like tear up. I'm like, thank you for passing this along. Like, thank you. This is exactly. And, and I, I feel I'm like, that feels like my purpose. Like when I was Mm -hmm. asked that question, um, Mm -hmm. I feel like that's my purpose. It's, it's not a place. It's not a, um, a thing like that I've accomplished. Like Mm -hmm. it is, um, learning, stuff and working with enough people that I can pass information on, um, in a helpful way to people that can then pass it on to more people and improve you know? lives. Yeah. And improve and lives. lives. Yeah. yeah. 
and do yeah. it in a way that's like easy. Like we don't have to work so hard. We right. don't have to like, we don't have to spend so much time. We just have to be, be aware mm. and, and of ourselves, you know, be aware of ourselves and, and try, just try something new. Just try it, you know? Yeah. I love that. I love it. That's a, this is a perfect, perfect stopping point. Yeah. I love yeah. that. Yeah. Try something new. Be open. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that curiosity is everything. It is for sure. This has been so much fun. I mean, we, I have to have you back on and we can just talk about breath work or, um, yeah. Yeah. I would love that. Yeah, for sure. So you have a new studio that's in your backyard, which is so convenient. So let's chat about that. You, you do private lessons. What, yeah. Explain yeah. what you offer. Yeah. So I switched my, like everyone else, my, my yeah. business, you know, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> whatever it is. Yeah. Um, and right now I offer uh, one-on-one sessions. Those are right now I have a wait list. Um, so if, you know, if anyone's interested, jump in now, let me know now, um, just so you're, you're up there. I do have cancellations. I I do have things happen. Um, and I do move people into, into spots. So I do one-on-one. I also am doing duets. Um, I, I work a lot with, I, I love to work with diastasis in women. I like to work, you know, postpartum, pelvic floor, all that stuff too, but um, privates, duets. And then I have this amazing, I do have some virtual classes online, but my on-demand is phenomenal. has been a huge tool that has been so beneficial for so many people because all that information, I literally have the classes spelled out where it's like starting to have neck pain. You take that class. You know, oh, so they're ones that you've already recorded and things. Yes. Oh, yeah. Wow. That's there, great. Yes. There That's are huge. over 60 videos on there. Yeah. And wow. a handful of those. You are made bleeding. all those? I made all those. Yeah. Girl, look at yeah. that. Yeah. I know. Oh, awesome. it's, it's, it's COVID time. I know. It's true. <laughs> That's I mean, what happened. no excuse. <laughs> There's no excuse. <laughs> so That's, that's my, my, when I burst out of COVID time, um, <laughs> one of the things, yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, so, and there are a handful of those, uh, that are breathing meditations that I will walk you through. Um, the breathing granted, it's not saying like, I'm not, I'm not saying like Rebecca now inhale into your back left corner of your rib. Mm-hmm. And right. now, you know, it's not that specific, right. but yeah. it is great for everyone, but these breathing yeah. meditations will lead you through their 10 minutes each. Um, they will lead you through all your amazing breathing work and you will feel such changes in your body. Then all the movement work is incorporating your breathing work into movement. And I take it mm. very slow. I cue you and I'm a big believer what you take in, um, that fits that you understand, keep it, whatever sounds foreign. And like, you don't understand what I'm saying and you're you know, it doesn't, you don't feel it in your body, yeah. let it go. That means it was meant for a different person listening mm-hmm. to, listening to Love that. class, right? Yeah. right. So take what you want. So yeah, that movement, that on demand is phenomenal. And that is, um, on my website is studio 27 method.com and you'll see online, you'll see, you know, yeah. Great. Options. I will put all of that in the show notes and, 
Thank you so much for coming on. This was so fun. This Thank awesome. you for having me, Rebecca. And I love you. I love this stuff you're doing and this awareness that you're bringing to people. And oh. I think it's amazing. And I'm like, living in your um stories and your i love it so thank well, you i'm glad you appreciate them because sometimes i get some unfollows but uh you know <laughs> <laughs> sometimes like i said you know sometimes people are just not in the space to to t- to hear certain things right and right. that's right that's okay i mean yeah. i sometimes get offended and sometimes i'm just like you know <laughs> yeah and you're like you know what they weren't meant for me then they weren't it's true i mean yeah so yeah. I appreciate that. Thank you so much. <laughs> yeah, I'm loving it. I love and um, the freedom to speak and to give what we have and our knowledge that we each grow so exponentially through our lives is so important. It is. Yeah, so I love it. Thank you. <laughs> awesome. Okie doke. Peace and plants. Thanks. Yes, peace and plants. I love it. All right, <laughs> I'll talk to you soon. Thank you for having me, Rebecca. Isn't Lauren just one of the sweetest people I feel like you've ever heard? (laughs) Her energy is so warm and nurturing, and I just absolutely love her. I have been definitely more aware of my breathing patterns. I felt like I was before, but I'm actively trying to breathe in lower and more diaphragmatic, (laughs) I suppose, and I had uh, have some homework to do, so I'm going to try to do that weekly and see how that serves me. So if you are interested in Lauren, you can find her on Instagram at Lauren Levine Movement. You can also find her website. It is studio27method.com, but I will put all of that in the show notes. Again, thank you so much for listening. I appreciate each and every one of you so much. This podcast has been a wild ride and it has been so fulfilling and I've met so many amazing people. I would not have met Lauren if I hadn't had the podcast probably um, because of the way we were introduced and I am ever so grateful for it. So thank you again and like, subscribe, and share. You can share it on your Instagram if you're listening. And until next time, my lovely, lovely friends, peace and plants. Bye.